Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Uh, this is one of the mailbag editions. Not a Star Trek. It's not Star Trek. Don't run away. No, keep listening. I think they're gone. They heard Star Trek. I shouldn't even have said anything about it. Well, that's good. Now that they're gone, we can talk about Star Trek. All right, good. So this thing that I got a new theory corner that I want to discuss with you. Excellent. So I'm one of five uh, no, it's next a, week. It is a mailbag. It's a oh. mailbag week. Okay. Uh... Oh, what the hell? I'll just play the clip. Let's do it. Mailbag by Brother Date. On August 6th, your dear wife Marjan wrote in, At Brother Date, how about Nine Inch Nails, Gin Blossoms, Better Than Ezra, Sleater Kenny, Bikini Kill, Sonic Youth, Poe, Face to Face, Social Distortion, Radiohead, Beastie Boys, (laughs) Lenny Kravitz, or bad religion. Wait. Hashtag 90s. Hashtag power hour. You know, I only saw the tweet. When you read it out loud, you really get it. It's a lot. A feeling for how many bands you put on there. It's a lot. Those are all bands that have not yet been ranked on the power hour. What is the punctuation at the end of her message? Uh, two question marks. Okay. See, I specifically said, don't act like we've done all of the bands and we missed some. Because we are only, what, 80? 80 bands into many yeah. hundreds and hundreds of bands. There were so many bands active in the 90s. And she specifically ignores my instructions and puts a double question mark on the end like, fucking dummies. Like, you forgot Poe, idiot. (laughs) You didn't like that song, Angry Johnny? Come on, it's Poe. You know, everybody loves (laughs) Poe. Yeah, I think so. I think that was, I think that was Poe. Yeah, I mean, we'll do all of those the next time we do a power hour. I think it's not been long enough. To dive back into it, though. No, we'd have to, like, make it at the... Every other paw would be the power hour if we did it again. It's not time. Yeah. It's not, it is not time. time. Uh, smash cut to the 15th when Marjan wrote, At Brother Date, discuss, please. And then it's a retweet of a tweet that says, Just found out Gorbachev did a commercial <laughs> for Pizza Hut. <laughs> and, I, um... I have seen it. It's very nice. It is. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Let's, uh... Let's, let's hear a little bit of this Gorbachev Pizza Hut commercial. I'm going to leave this oh, this is beeping in. That's good. It's a good countdown. Everyone excited? That's Gorbachev. Это из-за него у нас в экономике бардак. Да благодаря ему у нас новые возможности. Это из-за него у нас политическая нестабильность. Да благодаря ему у нас свобода. Полный хаос. Перспективы. Политическая нестабильность. Да благодаря ему 
У нас есть писахат. Sometimes nothing brings people together like a nice hot pizza from Pizza Hut. See, in the beginning, a young guy and an old guy are arguing are about arguing. the political implications of Gorbachev coming to power. But uh, in the end, they decide that what really matters is because of Gorbachev, I guess, they got, they pizza, they hut. got pizza Hut. And that is what really matters. And then they all toast to, to, Gorba, to Gorbachev a lot. Man, what's Gorbachev doing in this commercial? I think he didn't know. I think he agreed without knowing he'd have to appear in the commercial. I see. I think they. I think he thought maybe they were going to use his. They likeness. were going to use his image. Yeah, 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 or just use his name or something. And then he found out he was contractually obligated to show up. Yeah, yeah. But the question I'm literally asking is, what is he doing in the commercial? Uh, it looked like he was pointing at pizza. Is was he pointing yeah, at pizza? And- also, he's having dinner with a little girl with Kathy Geis's haircut from Thirty Rock. <laughs> Yeah, that's his uh, TV granddaughter. Uh, yeah. He says nothing, Kathy, but he is Kathy present Gorbachev. at what appears to be a pizza hut in the Kremlin. <laughs> Just right inside of it. Yeah. yeah, you take the elevator up to the observation deck of the Kremlin, and there's a pizza hut there. You suppose I got an observation deck in the Kremlin? Uh, you know, it's better to look at the Kremlin than to look out from the Kremlin, right? Yeah, I imagine so. You're probably seeing a lot of brutalist concrete architecture like a, if you're looking out from the Kremlin. And those commies, they love their big big open squares. So it's probably just like a probably just a red square, just empty. Yeah. Probably mostly empty. Yeah, you wouldn't want to look at I that. I mean, it seems like they definitely emptied it out to film Gorbachev walking with a little girl to Pizza Hut. <laughs> I hope they put a Pizza Hut in the fucking Kremlin. Get those pigeons out of there. How great would it be if that was one of the last things he did before he was out of office was put a pizza hut right in the fucking Kremlin <laughs> and then fucking Putin or whoever came in after, who came in after uh dog nobody knows okay anyway whoever came in after <clears throat> president Igor we'll just say that president Igor came in and then there was fucking pizza hut in there and then he had to then he found out he was contractually obligated because all Russian presidents are obligated to appear in Pizza Hut commercials. Be good. That's a good story. I too like that story. Um, and then the last thought I have on this commercial is that the the word Pizza Hut, the words Pizza Hut in the Cyrillic alphabet looks crazy. <laughs> well, everything in the Cyrillic alphabet looks pretty crazy. Um, what do you prefer? I mean, it kind of looks like. Uh, uh, zat. What do you prefer, Cyrillic alphabet or Thai alphabet? Well, the Thai alphabet is prettier. It also looks like some kind of alien language. It looks like a, yeah, a fucking rounded. Stargate fucking language or something. I guess I'm saying it. it looks like a fucking Andromeda language. You understand what I'm saying? It looks like Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. Starring Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> what a pairing. <laughs> oh, could he do Tech War also? <laughs> hey, 
hey, Sorbo's been out on the internet for a long time as like a weird right wing asshole, oh, yeah, right? He's a kook. Yeah. Yeah, it's him and Barkley. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's too bad about Barkley. Because, you know, he was so charming as Sp- Spider. The insane person on the A team and the insane person in the next generation. Yeah. He's a very charming individual. Yeah. Yeah. The, the creep. The creep who does sex holog- holograms about his coworkers. That creep. Yeah. We'll get to it. And they're not even that sexy. We'll get to it and not even that long from now. That's like the really good news. That is coming up soon. It's not long. Hollow Pursuits is soon. <laughs> uh, on the 16th, Ryan wrote in, at brother date, apparently I accidentally unsubscribed and you all didn't just take four weeks off. <laughs> Oops. How dare he? So does he He yeah, sent us a lot of mail after that, right? How does one, I mean, several, yeah. How does one accidentally unsubscribe? That's what I wonder. It sounds like a bunch of bullshit. I think he passive-aggressively unsubscribed. Then when we didn't notice he was gone, because <laughs> you could unsubscribe and still just like go listen on the website or whatever. Right. And then when we didn't notice he was gone, he had to send us that so that now we know that we were punished for something. Uh, for all that chili talk, probably. Oh, yeah, that's probably what it is. Uh, also on the 16th, Ryan writes, at brother date, Hamilton is very good. It's true. It is very good, even though I insist it is so willing to embrace the musical theater aspects of it. That it's like, I mean, it goes wild. There again, I mean, dudes in continental uniforms doing high kicks and shit, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I get it. I believe that it must be good because, frankly, uh, the culture that we live in does not care much for musicals. Mm -hmm. Like every once in a while, one will blow up. Yep, but uh, it's pretty rare. So I I assume that if one of them makes it through, it's got to be decent. Occasionally, Having said that, occasionally one of them will actually blow up. I think that happened on Spider Man, right? So I think, I think that actually blew up. Oh, uh, it's, uh, so I was gonna say bring in the noise, but it's not. It's, it's uh, something the dark, turn out the dark, something like that. Yeah, that could be it. Spider Spider Man in the case of the missing chums. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, while I believe, uh, while I trust him that it, that it is good, I trust your assessment a little more because the vehicle uh, for Hamilton is rap music, mm. and that is an area where you definitely have a lot more expertise than Ryan does. Marjan and I talk about this every once in a while, that it was such a fucking scheme that Lin-Manuel Miranda came up with where he's like, I'm going to write it, and I'm going to produce it, and I'm going to star in it. And what that has created is, like, the only lead role on Broadway where you do not have to be able to sing a note. Because <laughs> dude knows he can't sing. And so all he did was just make a dude who raps a little bit. Not even necessarily that good. There are better characters in the uh, in the show who rap better than him. No, he didn't give himself the virtuosic parts. No, and there are singers in it, too. But his character, the main character, does not have to be able to sing. And I was like, damn, there's one now. There's the one lead role that you can get. That you don't have to be able to sing for. People must be fucking lining up for that one. Yeah, but you have to be able to rap at an MC Hammer level yeah, of competency. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Um, Which, you know, in America in 2019 doesn't sound like much, but most K-pop artists haven't gotten there that's yet. Right, so. yeah. yeah, the K-pop idols who they slot in on their last day of being a trainee as the rapper without any training. Uh, not as good as, uh, as Lin-Manuel Miranda. 
This is the most painful thing, and luckily they only do it on Knowing Brothers and not on Running Man, is to make them have a freestyle <sighs> contest. And, um... They're not good. Like, I'm... I am not a rapper, but I feel like I can freestyle in English better than these guys freestyle in Korean. They basically come up... They do two lines very slowly that sort of rhyme, they're, and they then they're done. They are extremely slow. They yeah. kind of rhyme. They're not good disses, no. and they all involve the word rapping. That's right. That's right. I'm going to rap right now. I'm going to show you how. And they go, oh. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone goes, oh. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. Um, like, whoops, pal, surprise. Oh. I mean, it is. It is. What that it's barber. like is when Shaq accidentally said, hey, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Oh, yeah. Then he and, couldn't think of anything else. He just repeated and then it 50 times. He knew that he had accidentally come up with a very good thing to say. <laughs> Uh, and so he just said it over and over again. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. And then the crowd goes nuts, and you can hear you see him fucking start to smile, like, "Oh, I did it, guys, mom, I did it." <laughs> Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Oh, I've been trying to rap for fifteen years, and and now here at this event that <laughs> I hope God, I hope someone is filming. Yes. I did two whole rap albums, and no one cared as much as this moment right here. Kobe, you uh, can't do without me. Kobe, you can't do without me. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, also on the 16th, Ryan writes, at Brother Date, our SJ Bass Pro is an exceptionally environmentally friendly building. Well, that's good. That is good. Does it got, I wonder how he knows that. Does it got ponds and fish and stuff in it? Is it full of wildlife? Like the Memphis one? The Pyramid? You know, it's on Almaden Expressway, and there is water that runs right behind that area. So, so what, maybe. they could just go down there with buckets? Maybe they just, just also, it's a dam. <laughs> maybe the Bass Pro Shop itself is a dam. It's a, one of those indoor <laughs> dams, and there's uh, big sluice grates at either end of the Bass Pro Shop. That would be, actually, that would be pretty amazing. That would be... Not quite as good as the Memphis one, but that would be a pretty good one. I, I embrace the idea of all Bass Pro Shops being some kind of uh, strange gimmick. I think that would be a good way to go. Rather than just being like, you can get uh, hiking gear, and you can get fishing gear, and you can get an ATV, even. That's not exciting. Gimmicks. Maybe yeah. the next one you can build. <clears throat> Does the Kremlin have one? That'd be a good spot. A uh, Bass Pro Shop, mm -hmm. I assume. Right in the Kremlin. That'd be pretty amazing. I mean, it looks crazy in Cyrillic. The fish looks the same. <laughs> but the... He's not... Oh, God. Can you imagine if they uh, replaced that fish with, like, one of those Washington State logos with Cyrillic letters making a fish? That's such a good idea. You know, something blew up on, uh, on Reddit. It was some Korean university mm. that made a lion out of the words oh. for the university in korean and when i saw that i was like well, none of these guys have ever seen washington state yeah we do that here we do that all the fucking time that's our deal like korean's easier because it's got round things like eyes yeah also even though i've been doing this korean training for many 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 months now uh i still had a lot of trouble deciphering what the characters were inside of that thing Oh, yeah, you have to, if you know what it is, then you can see the weird angles everything's smashed in at. I was looking at it like, mm, I don't know, that might be a s, maybe. 
It's got one of them yeah. rooftops. Yeah, I'm very, I'm pretty good at reading Korean in the font that Duolingo uses. As long as it tells me what lesson I'm doing so I know what words to expect. What of it? Then I'm in good shape. But I mean, even just reading the Hangul, I kind of... I kind, it you kind don't of knowing what they be, mean. Yeah, no, it kind of has to be in a font that right. I have. That's, that's pretty... Oh, yeah, sometimes uh, on Running Man... It can't be in the papyrus of Korean or whatever. Yeah, sometimes on Running Man, they'll use a strange font for something that's happening on the screen, and then I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not even going to try to read that. that that's and anything that they, anything that they write in, like, cursive, where they join up the letters, like, whenever you see, like, uh, oh, a song G.O. or something, but it's written by one of the other characters, and it's all, like, like hey, I need the letters to not run into each other, or print, I can't Could you print it, it, please? Could you please print it? Yeah, uh, please print it carefully. I'm like uh, Billy Madison. I never learned cursive, so please just do the font that's on the name tags. That's what I need. Yeah, that's the helpful one. On the 16th, Ryan writes at Brother Date. What was that movie, or maybe it was a TV show, where they referred to smoking weed as smoking jazz cigarettes? Mm. That is also a joke I remember in my head, and I cannot remember where it's from. Jazz cigarettes. I always want to say Simpsons, but it's probably not Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, something that is that... Is that old. Jazz cigarettes. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently it was coined in 1920s in jazz clubs and brothels, so... Well, that's how they get down, like Jazzbo says. Smoking jazz cigarettes in brothels and my owls sucking my dick. Harrison would never. <laughs> just saying, they get fucking weird. You know what jazz is like? A lot of reefer and just a lot of wild times. And Harrison the Owl oh, is... Oh, with his little beak? Yeah, Harrison the Owl is the worst. He's the worst. You don't even want him to do it. He's just so eager. <sighs> Ouch, Harrison! That hurts! Harrison, you're a raptor! <laughs> oh... Oh, that's terrible. Sorry. Um, <laughs> then on the 16th, Ryan writes... Uh, anyway, so the phrase is 100 years old. So yeah, it's... I don't know where you saw it, Ryan. Uh, we think maybe we saw it in The Simpsons. It could be. It seems like something that, let's say... Monty Burns, maybe? A Maude Flanders would have shouted. <laughs> it could be, too. I don't know. Yep. Uh... <laughs> On the 16th, uh, Ryan writes, at Brother Date, name the Disney classic with the owl named Archimedes. Well, it's, it's got to be some some kind of weird Greek thing, right? Wasn't Archimedes some yeah. kind of Greek? I mean, did they did a Hercules, but is that a Disney classic? <laughs> it's, um, it appears. It's in the vault, right? They probably put is it there in the an vault. owl named Archimedes? Just like, it's just the name of the owl in Cinderella or whatever? Ugh. Is there an owl in that? Like, I don't know. There's some some little mice. There's Snow White. Oh, okay. I see. I had to look it up. And? Uh, Sword in the Stone. Oh. Why is he named Archimedes? Uh, yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah, no, why? hey. <laughs> well, let's, check the, let's I, check the Disney wiki. I don't understand. Archimedes is the tritagonist of the sword in the stone. He is Merlin's pet owl who has the ability to speak like a human. I'm sorry. I don't even... I'm sorry. What's a tritagonist? I'm not smart enough to yeah, know what that is. Yeah, let's start with that. I don't know what that is. 
<laughs> Sorry. I know. Now you're really. This is the fucking Disney wiki. Then you're deep in it. The person who was third in importance after the protagonist and deuteragonist in an ancient Greek drama. What about the antagonist? He's probably pretty important. I mean, I guess. He's, he's not as important as the tritagonist? It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, there's no fancy word for a secondary antagonist? Lame. <laughs> that's right. Not a dude or antagonist? I mean, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah. Um, antagonist. Uh, is that because Merlin's in it and he can, like, he knows about the past and the future? And he can... Yeah, he, maybe he he's a big fan of Archimedes or he met Archimedes. or he, met, yeah. Is Merlin aging backwards like Mork from Orc? I never remember. Why do you say that instead of Benjamin Button? Why do you say Mork from Orc? I don't know. Okay. I'm just asking. I'm asking because Benjamin Button was such a good movie. It had Brad Pitt. Oh, and Mork and Mandy was trash, huh? Little old man baby. I haven't seen any of it. And it had, um, oh, what's her name? That Australian bitty. What's her name? Nicole Kidman? Nah, not that one. (laughs) That's the only Australian bitty I know. Not that Aussie bitty. All right, hang on. Who was in (laughs) Benjamin Button? Thank you. I'm capable of doing these searches, but I appreciate you being in this for me. Be careful when you bing Benjamin Button, though. Some fucking... Uh, Kate Blanchett? Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Is that who you're talking about? That's it. Yeah, that's the one. You know, it wasn't that good a movie. Don't worry about it. I ain't, I ain't never seen it. It had issues. For one thing, well, I think they were supposed to be from New Orleans. Oh, good question. Jesus. Um, <clears throat> I only remember two characters from that film, so I cannot say. That's a tough one. Mm. Well, it's won a lot of awards. They probably put some kind of... The Houston Film Critics Society gave it Best Picture. Probably and Best Cinematography. Down Home... There's probably a magic black person in it. Let's be real. It's, it's it's supposed to take place in New Orleans, I think. I don't know. Would they would they do that to Taraji P. Henson? Is she, is she in that? She's in it. Oh, well, then there you go. <laughs> I think probably oh. they did that. <laughs> That's how it works. That's Hollywood. Uh, New Orleans, Hurricane Katrina. Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's got a lot of... A lot of the problems. Uh, it's, uh, it's a short story by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. Fuck Scott Fitzgerald. Well, look at that. <laughs> right? Isn't that what his name was? We're in fine form today. Right, I got a lot of the... Um, it's body humor, and it's fucking body humor. Am I right? <laughs> Those are uh, homophones. They are. Yeah. They are, they are that. On the 16th, Ryan writes, at brother date, LN was pretty good in Love Actually, so I assume that's Liam Neeson. Yes, I did figure that out eventually. I looked at that for a while, and I was like, I don't know who we were talking about, but yeah. That was, uh, you know how sometimes you haven't seen a movie, and everyone's like, what? You haven't seen blank? Mm, right. And then, and then you're like, and now I don't want to see it. Because because of your you're judgment, so, you're so excited about it, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that was one of those movies that Katie eventually made me watch. I'm wondering if I've Where seen it. it. I, don't, I may not have seen it. It's you know, it's Christmassy and it's England, and someone runs through an airport. Is there a Hugh Grant in that? Such as 
Yeah, he's in that. I think I know of it. I just don't think I've actually watched the movie. But I'm sure he's uh, befuddled and charming. I mean, that is his way. Mm-hmm. And Liam Neeson, I'm sure, is he playing? He's not trying to play an American in that, is he? Well, I don't remember, but I sure hope not. I mean, there would be no reason for him to in that movie. I'm just saying, sometimes he does that, and then you're... Sometimes he tries to play a Jedi. That doesn't go over so well, either. I don't know. <laughs> you thought, that was, he... thought he was fine as Qui-Gon? I don't think he's the worst part of that movie. No, well, the worst part is all the all the performances. All the performances. He's pretty, he's pretty good at tricking dumb Watto. How dare you say that about my good friend, who I hope appears in many more movies and IPs so I can eventually replace the voice actor. Hey, Annie boy! That was not good <laughs> You're better as those Asian ones. You know, the Oriental aliens. What are they called? She can't do that. It's illegal. <laughs> it's really good. That's basically how it they do it. sounds really good. I don't think that's actually a line they say, but <laughs> something like that. Uh, what a fucking pile of shit. I was listening to the Flophouse about uh, episode uh, two. Episode two. Yeah, I thought that was good. I wish they would do more of them. Yeah, they that were doing like it part as part of, of yeah, it was right. part of a uh, podcast crawl or something. I don't know what they said. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't downloading other podcasts. No, I hate when people do that when they're like, now here in my feed, I'm appearing on this other podcast, and you can listen to my half on. So they're on my podcast, and then listen to my half on their podcast. I'm like, no, I'll never hear that half. I'm not going to that other and then podcast. I'm backfilling. You recorded this five years ago. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to go not exploring. Yeah. I'm Let's not going to go it was dig, 2013. dig through someone else's archives. Yeah, exactly. Approximately 360 episodes ago. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. I've been going through the old flop houses looking for um, episodes uh, with movies that I actually remember a little bit about. And then I've been listening to the new ones. So either because you've seen them or because How Did This Get Made did yeah, them? Yeah, sometimes it's because How Did This Get Made uh, covered them first. Or at least I listened to that episode first. So, yeah, I've been going back, uh, spending my time on the Flophouse. Yeah, it's a different kind of bad movie show. Mm-hmm. How Did This Get Made is uh, more screaming. It's a lot of screaming. And <laughs> crazy June Diane Raphael. Especially if it's Drop Dead Fred, it gets very contentious. Uh, whereas the Flophouse is more like... Uh, people who know how stories are supposed to work and are just very confused about what's happening in these bad movies yeah well you can always tell they're bad even on how did this get made when all four or five of them however many are on the pod all have a different idea of what the movie's about when they're all (laughs) they're all like wait a minute that's what it's about i thought it was about this and you're like oh yeah it's a terrible film four people saw it and had four different ideas about what was happening uh that's the that's the end of the mailbag dude we did so good I know, we crushed it. We got in and out in under half an hour. But, you know, I don't like that we have um, listeners on vacation. Yeah, I think that vacation's winding up, though. Who are not interacting with us anymore. I don't like that Ben didn't send us a mail. And I don't like that Ben hasn't been playing Star Trek. I'm just going to say it. It is kind of... um... It's kind of not our summer, huh? I mean, I feel abandoned. I feel like I'm out here on this raft, and this raft has been sinking for fucking 150 episodes. But do you feel better about Ryan's passive-aggressive, whoops, I accidentally unsubscribed for four weeks? I mean, yes, I do feel pretty good about that, actually. Okay. That means we're getting to him. I guess that's true. You gotta keep it up. 
A uh, little birdie told me oh. that you had discovered a new Atlantis. Yeah, the first Atlantis that we ever discovered was the OMC record. Now, you were in high school. Yes. And someone, and you and our sister, who we don't discuss on this podcast right. for therapy reasons, sure, 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 sure. were in journalism together. Mm-hmm. And someone played the OMC How Bizarre record in there? I, I brought it in. So this was something we gave to our sister as a joke. And then oh. we had to liberate it from her room because we were afraid it was going to get smashed to bits on the floor or something. Okay, so we picked this up for two ninety nine yeah, at Rasputin it was in some kind of something. bargain bin of some kind. And we got her that and a bunch of other ones. And we were like, ah, happy birthday, dummy. Here's some stuff you'll definitely hate. And then... We eventually, we were like, man, we got to get those back. They're going to get trashed. And then for some reason, we actually put OMC in the fucking boombox or whatever and listened to them at home. And we were like, oh, shit, what the fuck's going on here? I took it to work. I'm not work. That was work of a sort. I took it to school and we played it in journalism class. And yeah, uh, my classmate, Sean, uh, agreed that this was something new and unexplored and that it was essentially Atlantis. So we've been calling it Atlantis right. ever since. So, so you, when you tech send me a text on like a Sunday night saying, I've found a new Atlantis, mm. uh, it has been weighing on my mind. What could it be? Well, let's cast our minds back if we can, uh, even beyond DS9, where we usually cast our minds back to. Um, if we can cast our minds back to pre-revolution Iran, like the 1970s. Okay, but okay. like but like the mid-70s or the early Early, early to mid. And okay. It's a great fucking time. The Shah is going to rule forever, inshallah. Uh, fucking F-14 Tomcats are just rolling into that joint. Because they got a sweet... this is going to be... They got a sweet defense treaty. A sweet fucking defense treaty. They're the only country getting the F-14 because things are that good between us. We are brothers. Turns out. What do you think of Persian music? When you, what, what would your idea of it be? If you think about it. Uh, I do not have. Uh, so it would be the music at a Persian restaurant while mm-hmm. a belly dancer is there. Uh-huh, and you're uh-huh. like, am I supposed to look at the belly dancer? <laughs> this seems like this is very bad and awkward. This feels for like me. a trick. I know their culture is very conservative and they're trying to trick me <laughs> into looking at this. I'm I should. I'm not supposed to look right. It's happening over there, but I'm not supposed to look. Somebody at it, gave right? her a dollar. Are we supposed to give her? They put it right in her waistband. I don't understand. Oh, this. this is basically stripping. I am a grown adult. I better Why say do it out I feel loud. so awkward about this? I better put my. I better make my stance clear. I'm against this. I don't think this is right. <laughs> I'm gonna walk out of here if that dancer doesn't leave. So then, that but the music that's playing there is my is my only reference for Persian. I don't think like I've ever heard any Persian popular music. Okay, well, I would agree because I've been to a lot of weddings and restaurants, and I've heard a lot of Persian music, and it sounds like that. And there's a lot of hand dancing, and uh. Turns out in the 70s, they also had dirty rock and roll hippies. Yeah, so it's like when you see a picture of pre-revolutionary Iran, and it's like, it's just dudes, it's just people in bell-bottoms and turtlenecks and shit, and you're like, oh, it was the same as everywhere else. It was exactly the fucking same as here, and uh, 
we or I don't know how Marjan originally found this guy. I think one of his songs was in an old movie that she saw that she liked. And so we had previously uh, okay. heard a couple of songs by this dude, uh, uh, Kuroshe uh, Yakmae. And cool. And we were like, ah, oh, it's pretty funny. It's like, sounds like uh, rock music from the 70s. It's pretty interesting. And then for some reason, we got back into it this weekend and we were listening to him. And it turns out this guy has a lot of real fire tracks. All right. And so I'm excited about this for sure. He, uh, he stayed in Iran and they didn't let him make any more music in a sad story and all that. Um, uh, I think I got it queued up. I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, uh, this first song, I believe, is called uh, Baruna. Okay, I really like that. What album was that from? <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, I'll find the album info later. I, this is from a best of okay. that I was able gotcha. to track down. It's hard to uh, buy his music because of obvious reasons. What about his 2016 jam, Malek Jamshid? Don't listen to anything he did in the 2000s and later. It, okay. it sounds like that hand dancing music. Oh. He has been, it, well, you know what happens. You get old, you lose your creativity, you live in an oppressive well, I mean, this- police state. It turns out he's a month younger than our dad, so that's I assume right. that he had his Hawaiian music phase. Oh, that's right. Marjan told me that, and I said, yeah, to be fair, around that time, our dad wouldn't have been able to do any better, so. <laughs> in the 2000s? Yeah, he wouldn't have been His making, music in the 2000s wouldn't have been good? He wouldn't yeah. have been making any fucking hot tunes, so. Uh, I imagine there are other crazy rock stars. I'm going to have to do more research, but uh, this dude was blowing my mind. He was fucking uh, doing some 70s Weedleys in there. He had the fucking oh, yeah. rock I and really roll enjoyed organ. that first one came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then there's the... No, 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 no. Very unexpected, maybe saxophone break. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Got a little Skypey right there. Oh, okay. Um, let me uh, play the next one. It's called DOS. Not like the, not D-O-S, D-A-A-S. Otto am, ey, 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 ey
خوشه های زرد گندم با تو همیت تباره بیریام و پاک مردم ببر از خاطر پاکه کجا پاکشیدن تو گذشتن از کوه و دشتا به شهری رسیدن تو واسه تو که هم صدایی باشه گفتن بهاران واسه تو که آشنایی با صدای چشم ساران سخت موندن تو شهرا گفتر از کوچیدن خود به I mean, you have to congratulate the guy on finding a keyboard sound that Stevie Wonder never found. <laughs> That's right. He was, he looked, he fucking, you know, he's not very good with synthesizers. He just kept buying new ones and trying the, set the existing settings. Um, I like that. The, that one was more like what I was expecting than the first ones. I would some say some of them have a lot more traditional, uh, I guess what we would think of as like traditional Persian melodies and, uh, progressions and stuff like that. But I like how that one started to play with the rhythm a little bit. Like it started mm-hmm. off regular and then by the end it was kind of jumping around. Um, uh, I think this guy has got this most sparse Wikipedia page in the world. There is actually more about him on the uh, Wikipedia page for Iranian rock than there is on his actual. I wonder if anyone even knows who this motherfucker is. Like seriously. I mean someone does but I will tell you that the sentences are written as if they were not written by a native english speaker <laughs> sure. so uh the next one is uh del dare pier miche um i think i have about a minute of this one Sorry, what'd you say? 
I stand have some good either cowbell or wood block. I'm <laughs> yeah. never really sure. I like how he kills it and starts it again. He's like, now nah, we're going to do that cool intro part again. That one is super bass forward, too. Yep. Uh, that one to me, I, I always describe that as like, uh, that's like if the fucking animals were Persian or something. Yeah, it was a little bit animals-esque, wasn't it? It's kind of like a ag- aggressive 60s stuff. Uh, the next one is God Boland. That sounds like something you would order. couple of thoughts okay uh that's either like uh the rock group boston <laughs> but yep. but they're experimenting with where you put the downbeat in the song yeah or there was a lot of organ uh persian nobuo uematsu uh-huh writing pop songs yeah when i first heard this when marjan played it i thought we had suddenly switched to king crimson when that thing, okay. when, the, when it started up, I was like, what the fuck? Is this fucking Genesis? Like, what are we listening to right now? What's happening? Also, um, the last couple have been very sparse instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Like he's, uh, uh, it's, and then when he comes in, some of the, to sing, some of the instruments drop down in the mix too. Yeah. So, uh, it really, there's really a lot of headroom. It's, um... I'm enjoying listening to this, and I put together the segment. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, the next one is 
Goliath. Go. قبلیونه تو تو چشمونه قشنگه نونه کرده شب تو موهای سیاهه خونه کرده دو تو چشمونه سیاهه مثل شبهای منه یا Uh, I played the part that is most representative of the song. I left out a pretty fucking good guitar break. I was going to say that there were some pretty good guitar fills in there. Uh, like he was at a, and, and of kind of different styles. There were a couple that I, I thought sounded like uh, if Mark Knopfler was taking it easy. <laughs> right. But like some of the same uh, melodic choices he would have made. Yeah. And then, uh, and then there were some more aggressive ones that didn't fit with that. Yeah, later so in the like song, two different styles of it. He comes back and he does like a a full minute guitar break that's pretty good. Uh, th- that one and this next one, Layla, uh, are both like sad bastard songs. Nah, that's Derek and the Dominoes. You can't fool well, me. Well, we'll see if it sounds alike. I've heard fifty different versions of that Derek and the Dominoes song because every time he plays it, he plays it different. So we'll see. That is true. Say, 
دیده بود دل درد و فریاد که هرچی دیده بی بده کنه یا که هرچی دیده بی بده کنه یا Did you start that one from the beginning? Yes. So it opens the, with that uh, slow bass. That, for some reason, I was getting like kung fu movie <laughs> incidental music vibes from that bass. Can L- you play the first few like seconds f- of that again? Like a fight was about to begin? Well, a little bit like that, yeah. I, I cannot because I have it all in one track. Okay, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you would ask to hear it again. I would have been more work to make 18 clips, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't in the mood for it. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. That's, um, it had some weird... It wasn't even really working up to this. The song kind of starts suddenly after the bass intro. No, the song feels different. It's like uh, Beach Boys style. He started out with a different idea and then... Then he went, oh, this idea is better. Let's go with this one. Uh, the next one is called Pais. Spanish for country. Because after that cool intro, it sounds a lot like the last one. Yeah, uh, that intro was good. That guitar was drowning in reverb. Hell yes, like the seventies underwater guitar. Uh, only two more, and they are my two favorite ones. Uh, let's have them. Uh, this next one is called Rayhan, and I just have the whole song in here because it's it's fire and it, there's a lot of different parts. Hey, Ron. 
Aygız Gülçi çesen Aygız Bir tane sen Aygız Dur tane sen Harpsichord Oh sure is Can't wait for the country and western guitar break. Oh, hold on, what's this? Speaking of Mark Knopfler. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was real Mark Knopfler, wasn't it? Come on. You I can mean, admit you were not it, kidding was about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the guitar brick was fire. <laughs> uh, so my enjoyment of this is obviously limited by my enjoyment of psychedelic rock. Yes, it's not your favorite thing. It is not. It's sort of not for me. Uh, obviously, though, uh, you're not wrong about this. This is good stuff. Uh, on the last track before that one, I was... When Marjan was playing it, I was like, did they get David Bowie's drummer, Mick Woodbinsey? Because that guy cannot stop putting drum fills into this slow-ass song. There were a lot of drum fills. There was another song earlier, too, a few ago, where there were drum fills, but the drum fills kept getting progressively quieter. <laughs> like was like, no, like the producer was annoyed and he was turning it down. <laughs> How many of these goddamn drum fills do we need, it, James Gang? buddy? Jesus. Uh, one more. It's called uh, Sarobe Toy.
instrument is that? No idea. I mean, listen, here's the deal. Hmm. I like it better than 80% of the Led Zeppelin songs I listen to. <laughs> yeah, to me, that one was basically Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. That drummer came back, and it was like, oh, this guy's fucking back again. Yeah, I was thinking, like, um, these songs are like half uh, what I imagine other Procol Harum songs sound like. <laughs> yeah, that one in particular. And there's has... a reason why I say that very specific <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I said the same thing to Marjorie when we were listening to that last track. When it was in the beginning, I'm like, is this, is this Procol Harum? This is, this is the B-side to Wider Shade of Pale that nobody ever listened <laughs> yeah, to? Yeah, we knew there was a B-side, but no one has ever heard it. Like, you can't make a one-sided record. There had to be a B-side. Uh, was that this? So, yes, um, uh, if, you, if you're not into psychedelic rock, maybe it doesn't work that well for you. But I was very surprised to learn that they had dirty rock and roll hippies just like we did. But they mixed the Western sound with the Persian sound and made the, the Smelly Man's record, and it's amazing. That's good, though. Like, you learned a real Star Trek lesson that deep down, we're all the same. Yeah, dude, we all the same, unless you're a Tellarite. I, uh, the, the one thing I object to, though, hmm. is the idea that this is in Atlantis. Uh, I discovered it. It was hidden and buried, <laughs> and now I have, the, I have, just like OMC, I have unearthed it, and it is amazing. This guy is the first name on the I- Iranian rock page. Wait, really? Like, this is the first name that appears on that Wikipedia page. I, I mean, have you ever heard of him? No, of still course counts. I have not. Still counts, but, then. Well, this is the thing, though, is that it's not an Atlantis. What this is is a modern dog. Oh. You, what you have done is you have listened to the music of one of the most famous... <laughs> 
bands in this genre that's just from foreign lands. Yes. So why would you have heard of them? And then you were like, hey, this is good. Yes, but I didn't even know this genre existed. So I'm going to play Parn. All right, good. Go for it. Ah, the Which 90s. Which sounds like a Wallflower song. Not really the 90s, but ah, the 90s. always play Tarso Wong, but uh, the whole album is pretty good. I like the progressions in that one, and I will... A little n- bit of Parn. Never not make the joke that Leggett Parn got such a beautiful song written after him, about him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, when we discovered this band, we were like, this sounds like the fucking 90s. This album came out in 2004. Yeah. So, like, that's not that bad for Thailand, especially when, like, we've been doing 90s Power Hour and all of these 90s bands are from, like, 98. Yeah. Like, oh. And they were already trash. It was all a little later than I remembered. Yeah. Um, uh, and when you consider what was happening in Korea in 2004. Oof. Uh, I'm sorry. Is this where I'm supposed to play 3 4 by Rurop? <laughs> I mean, if you've got it queued up. I mean. It's never far from queued up. Rura is even worse than Turbo because Turbo, at least you could enjoy ironically. You, you can't even get ironic enjoyment out of Rura. It's too hard. Uh, it's just hard to listen to. I mean, it's the only kind of enjoyment that's available. That's cool, but where's Songman doing his hard-ass rap? Uh, don't worry, he's fucking right around the corner. In his fucking fur coat and no shirt. <laughs> Just racking up debt. Ouch. Lyrics are overrated. Ah. You don't need lyrics. You could just sing la 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 la. Oof. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you have you have uh, 
we've examined K-pop lyrics. Oh, I individually. True. Do you want them? Yeah, they probably don't need them. I don't need to hear about how she wants more ice cream in her mouth. Put it in her mouth. Do you think they were better? Do you think <laughs> Rura had to unlock? <laughs> no. I don't think so. The song is called 3-4. Rura fucking sucked. It's, they named the song after the county. I just love fucking Songbin going, we're going to have this real <laughs> poppy sound. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to do an impression of it. <laughs> this real fucking poppy sound. And then I'm going to fucking come in and I'm going to be the Ja Rule of this fucking joint. <laughs> and everyone's going to get out of my way. It's like, what? what are we going for? Just, uh, <laughs> come on, Songbin. You seem so level-headed. So anyway... <laughs> Well, I mean, as an old man. <laughs> After he's racked up all the debt, he's been through all that all that shit. Uh yeah, so my contention is that what you've actually uh what you've actually run across is not Atlantis, but you've just modern dogged it. Well, I'll take it. It was uh I'm very happy that it happened. I'm glad. I, I I'm glad like that you have eight or nine good songs I can listen to. Go to that page. There's like ten more Iranian rock groups and they're all underground so they probably you know they weren't sellouts I'm gonna jump in fucking head first and um again inshallah I will live when I jump into this music head first (laughs) Uh, that's it we did it right that's the the end we did the damn thing okay next week is a Star Trek week (laughs) you're so proud of already being at one of five I am I'm at one I did it you watched DS9. Oh, improbable cause. Yeah. Here's what you should watch, uh, Ben, or anyone else who wants to play along. We are watching Plato's Stepchildren. Don't remember. Uh, it's Greeks. Maybe it's the one where Kirk and Uhura kiss. Okay. Um, Allegiance. That's uh, mutiny on the old Enterprise. Mutiny on the old. It's a meditation on authority. Expect that the take will be something about authority. <laughs> yep. Uh improbable cause uh-huh that's a garrick joint everybody and the first part of an unnamed two-parter if i'm not mistaken yes that is correct uh we're watching displaced i don't that's not a some good kind of voyager trash although voyager put up 38 points last week so i don't think they're gonna do it again i remember that give, one maybe give them a chance no and then uh stratagem uh, Enterprise ain't doing so bad these days. They they ride in third place pretty hard. So maybe. Yeah, in fact, they put up forty points last week. Okay, well there you go. Um, so that's it. Uh, ben, let us know if you want to play along. Um, Ryan, glad to have you back with us. Hopefully, the vacationers will be home soon from holiday, and uh, then we can all play together. Everybody, listen to this. Enjoy this great Persian rock and roll music, and send us your feedback at Brother Date on the Twitter machine. Uh, go to brotherdate.com. You can check us out on Stitcher. Send us an email, an audio email even, brothers at brotherdate.com. And everybody put ice in your pants and think of Garrick. I'm reading the note on my wall. Oh, man. There we go. Yeah. Smoke I'm jazz cigarettes and brothels and my owls sucking my dick. <laughs> <laughs>
Harrison. Harrison would never. I'm just saying, they get fucking weird. Please subscribe.